Welcome back to the Funk House. We have an excellent show lined up for you today. As always, got my guy Jared Two Chains. Mr. Chains, how are you tonight? Doing great. Coming off a really good week three. Uh, excited to talk some more fantasy. Yeah, huge week for you. My best week yet as well. Not, you know, to the extent that you had, but uh, we're getting there. I think we're figuring this fantasy thing out. You know, it took us long enough. Our guest today, none other than, we teased the swap meet yesterday on the Picks Show. We have Lenny Cottontail, the most opinionated man in America. Len, thanks for jumping on tonight. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I got more opinions than most, that's for sure, and particular about something I don't even do, like fantasy football. I still have all the opinions, so I'm ready to go, ready to talk about it. Ready to smash it, ready to soapbox it, and ready for it all. And we'll all have a chance to jump on that soapbox later on. So we're going to get right into it. Another huge week of points. We love points. You know, there's an elephant in the room, and I'm going to let Jerry address it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to let him take this in his weekly review. But the points are coming. The injuries came along with it. And that just seems to be the trend of this year. So uh, you got to survive in advance, just like every week. Uh, you know, we got a, basically a six, was it a 17-week playoff at this point. And survive in advance, just like the big dance, March Madness. So, uh, Jerry, why don't you jump into last week and, and talk about some studs and duds and some of our bigger storylines here. Yeah, so as you said, week three, big scoring week. Uh, a lot of that score in the Denver Broncos game, uh, 70 points, uh, unprecedented fantasy per performances there. Um, did have some injuries again, unfortunately. Um, but a good start for me so far. I went 4-0 last week, sitting in second place and three out of four. So really like this early start, uh, but it's going to be tough to – Keep it going with how things are looking. Uh, but let's talk some studs and duds. Uh, QB studs last week. Usual suspects here. Uh, Herbert had a good week. Tua, Kirk, Mahomes, they all had 30-plus point weeks. Tua could have had 50, 60 points if, you know, eight of those, four of those touchdowns weren't rushing. He could have had a, a record-breaking day, uh, which most of that team did. Um, Dalton was the big surprise QBs this week. He had put up 28 points. He came in, did a good job at that veteran spot. Uh, got feeling going again. Good week for him. Be interesting to uh, see how that works out with him. He could be a good spot start if you're in a two QB league. Duds of the week. Uh, Burrow, another slow week. We're seeing uh, him struggle with that injury. There's no doubt about it. It's going to take some time. I think it's going to be a weekly thing uh we're gonna be battling this all year it's gonna be a long road with him i think he'll figure it out and you know he'll start to produce as a fantasy guy but but it's been tough so far fields another one you know big qb taken in this in these leagues this year and he has been terrible um but they do play the broncos this week so the two oh and three teams playing each other he could have a better week it'll be interesting i think there's a couple oh and three game matchups this week uh broncos bears and panthers, vikings, vikings panthers yep so that'll be interesting sure. uh our running back studs last week 
Obviously, I've already talked about it a lot. The Miami running backs. Uh, Mostert and how do you say his last name? I'll get to the uh, Finns aficionado here. A-chan. Yeah, so we all thought it was A-chan. A-chan. It was funny because Schefter tweeted it. We all thought it was A-chan because that's what it's spelled like. And then after his big game, he kind of stepped into the spotlight and made sure everybody know that it is pronounced A-chan. Um, and it's Devon A-chan is, is his full name. Yeah, crazy week from those two running backs. 45 points and 52 points from those guys, respectively. Absolutely insane. That's the best combo running back performance of all time in the history of fantasy. Yep. Um, I was lucky enough to have Mostert in a league. Uh, got a big win with him off of his back. Same here. Uh, K9 and Calf had that. K9 and Calf had big weeks again. They're looking good. Um, K9 might have been the most overlooked guy this offseason. Uh, I'm not sure why everyone kind of let him drop down the rankings, but he looks good. The biggest surprise for me these past few weeks has been Zach Moss, though. He's had huge game back-to-back weeks. Yeah. Um, we'll talk more about him in the stock exchange. We some. certainly will. <laughs> uh, Dutt, running back duds. Uh, some surprises here. Uh, Gibbs, he had a big opportunity. Um, he did turn it into 80 yards, but didn't really have any catches. I think we were expecting a little more out of him. Bijan had a rough day. He only had 33 yards on the ground, 27 through the air. Kyron Williams finally came back down to earth. He only had 38 yards on 10 carries. Uh, so tough week for some of those running backs. A couple big names, wide receiver studs, baggy sleeves, man. Keenan Allen's going nuts. 18 catches for over 200 yards. He's playing some of the best ball we've ever seen. Just can he stay healthy? We know that's the big thing with him. Unfortunately, we lost his uh, partner in crime there, big Mike Williams this week. Um, Devontae Adams had a monster vintage week, over 40 points, two touchdowns. Thielen, vintage Thielen came out, 11 for 145 and a touchdown. He was a big ad this week. We've finally seen Jamar Chase have a big game. Uh, so we're hoping to see more of that. It seems like it's kind of seeming like right now it's either Chase or Higgins has the game. Uh, speaking of Higgins, he was a dud on the week. He had a ton of targets, dropped every single one of them. He'll be fine. C.D. Lamb had a rough week, only four for 53. Lockett, slow, only eight fantasy points. These guys are all going to be fine, just off weeks. Tight end studs, our main man, Porta We've been talking about him all year. We love him. He, he delivered this week. Yep. Kelsey, of course, he had a big week. We know that's always happening with him. He had to impress T. Swift out there. So, Len, Len will have a lot to say about that. A lot to say about T. Swift. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how can't you step up when she's in the house? I mean, there's not, there's no bigger inspiration you could possibly have than to have Taylor Swift up there bumping chest with your mom. I mean, you know, it'd be, it'd be tough to not score. I bet before that game, when they knew she was there, it, he had to be minus, what, 3,000 to score, 4,000? I mean, it was the most sure thing you it's could ever. guaranteed, yeah. Ever, ever, ever. I would have bet my whole everything, which is not a lot, but I would have bet everything I have that um, she, he scored that touchdown. There's no way he wasn't scoring. Yeah, I uh, couldn't agree more. It, it's – it was locked in. There's no doubt about it. And I think they were up there swapping recipes, actually. Maybe some jello salads or a lot of Midwest casseroles, stuff like that. Essentially ranch. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Essentially ranch is the big thing to come out of that whole thing. 
All right. So uh, just to wrap up the the last couple guys here, tight end duds. Uh, Waller had a bad week, three for twenty, only five points, and Ertz had two catches for six yards after putting together a nice couple games. So uh, we know how that it's going to be with the tight ends all year. It's hit or miss other than those top guys. So we'll see that continuously. For but sure. overall, good week three. Lots of points. Yeah, hopefully we have, you know, somewhere around the same amount of points this coming week. So we've got some big matchups. Uh, I mean, just tomorrow, lines of Packers. I-, I could see a lot of points there. Uh, Dolphins Bills, we know that one. Potentially Vikings Panthers, and and Len pointed out actually we were joking around the pod uh, on the picks pod last night. I was saying maybe Broncos Bears is really the game of the week here, and and I think you're right, Len. This could be like a 38-35 game, uh, just because there's no defense on the field for either team. Yeah, I've been willing it into existence. I've been saying 38-35 specifically, basically multiple times. I said it today. I've said it last night. I feel like this, If I'm not going to pick him as my smash, but I'll say this. This is a game Fields I can see scoring like five touchdowns, yeah. like three rushing and two passing or something, and Russ hitting, you know, three bombs, and all of a sudden this game's fun to watch because both teams stink, and nobody's excited about this game, and those are the kind of games that deliver sometimes. Yeah, I think I'm going to put a couple bucks on 38-35. Who do you think is going to win? You think You think Bears? I'm going to go, well, I picked Denver last night, so I'll stick with Denver. Yeah. I'm going to go 38-35 Denver. I'm, yeah, I'm going to put a, put at least a couple bucks on that. That's probably That probably pays pretty well. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Those exact scores make you some money if you can hit one of those. Yeah. Yeah, there could be some boring ones, too. Bengals-Titans, this could be weak. Uh, this Cardinals-Niners. Yes. Cardinals, uh, I mean, the Cardinals have been playing tough, but Niners – look like maybe the best team in the NFL right now. Um, actually very excited for this Pats-Cowboys game. And I can't believe that's not a Sunday night game. Those two teams have Sunday night written all over them, which it's kind of going to be a boring game in my opinion, a lot of game planning. But uh, I think – did you pick the Pats last night, um, Len? I think Mike maybe did. Mike did. I picked the Cowboys. Yeah, I did too. Um... I think Sunday Night Football would prefer to have Cowboys, Patriots over Jets, Chiefs. Yeah. Unless, of course, Taylor's going to be there in, uh, you know what I mean, at, at the stadium in New York. She is. She does live in New York. If she's there, that that game Chiefs Bears, which was a shit show last week, drew tw- over 23 million viewers. They can thank Taylor Swift for that. I mean, it made it the number one game. It's not. It's just bananas, man. Her second home. The might Swifty be... effect is no joke, man. Yeah, for real. It's, it's real. Uh, her second home might be Jet Life Stadium uh, this weekend, at least. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but Mike just texted into the chat. Uh, Keep an eye on Michael Jacobson. <laughs> so, Len, you're not in uh, double league, but Steve picked up a tight end for I think the Saints. You play for the Saints, Jerry? Yeah. And his name is Michael Jacobson. And this guy... Really? Nobody's ever heard of him. He has no stats. He's not... I don't even know if he's on the team. He might be in the practice squad. I I can't tell if Steve was trying to be funny picking him up or if he's like... Thinks it's like a slick move because there's no indication that all four of the other tight ends on the Saints have anything wrong with them. So I've been trying to figure out all day if he's like fucking with everybody and just making a joke or if he's like okay this is this is the play here 
Yeah, I don't know Steve all, all that well, um, but at the draft, he's a pretty quiet guy of all the people there, I would yeah. say. And if he if that if he found this guy and picked him up for that reason, I mean, fucking kudos. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I love that. That's so funny. And I'm actually disappointed in myself that I don't know that this guy exists because <laughs> I I love to tell you which tight ends to keep an eye on. I would have hit that way earlier if I didn't know J- Michael Jenkins yeah. existed. Uh, I wonder how yeah, much. Yeah, wake it up to that in the chat was oh, so funny so this funny. morning because of course we we take it and run with it and really take it to the next level. But of course, yeah, yeah. just that's just too funny picking up uh, league members, putting them on your teams. How much, One of the funniest things I've ever seen. How much time do you think he spends studying that waiver wire to really come across? Like, how many scrolls deep is he on tight ends to come across something like that? I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a deep cut. That's a deep, deep it cut is. there. Very deep. Yeah, he's a madman. So, shout, nice done. shout out to nice Steve. Done. Yeah, I don't know if you're listening or not. hope you are. Um, would love to get you on the pod at some point. That would be fun. So we're going to jump right into the Fantasy Funkhouse Stock Exchange, and I got a long list here, Jerry. I'm sure you do as well. Um, Len, we're looking for reactions from you. Don't know if you came with a list prepared, but we got plenty of material here. Um, so I didn't bring a list because I know you guys always have so many names. I didn't bring a list, but I'll have an opinion on all of them. You can trust that. No doubt about it. I'm going to go ahead and start us off here with Something that hits close to home for me, and I don't know if you noticed the um, deposit that I made on this gentleman in Dublin, Jerry. So I want to talk about these Chargers wide receivers with BMW down. I invested in Quentin Johnston Mm -hmm. as more of a long-term, you Uh know, through-the-year option and could have got him for quite a bit less. So I was a little surprised nobody really went after him. Uh, Sean picked up Josh Palmer. I would have bet my paycheck Sean would have been the guy to go after him. Um, I just know he's a Palmer guy. And I, and I like Palmer, too. I think, I think you like him as well, Jerry. But who do you like here between these guys? Do you think I overpaid? And I guess season outlook and, long, and, and in the short term, what are your thoughts on these guys? Yeah, so very unfortunate we've seen BMW go down, but I think the immediate impact is more uh, lenient on Josh Palmer just because he's already the guy he's proven that, you know, he's that he's been the third wide receiver there for many years. We've, this isn't the first time we've seen him come in to replace one of these top two guys. Um, that's probably one of the reasons long-term I definitely want to want Quentin just because we've seen enough of Palmer to know what we're getting. Yep. I think a lot of people jump in on him right away and think oh it's mike williams replacement well he's not mike williams so i think that's that's going to fizzle out quite a bit and quentin's going to get his time and start you know he 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 did look great in the off season and early on the the small amount of looks he's gotten but i think just more time he'll he'll have the potential to make a difference and so maybe you overpaid a little bit but it's tough in that league to know what to bid. You want a guy, you got to really go for it. I've overpaid for guys this year and then dropped them a week later. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think it's, I don't think you made a bad investment there. Yeah. Much better. Yeah, than locked in on him. I agree. Palmer is like the, the obvious pick. Everybody says Palmer, Palmer, Palmer. He's always every single time that any, any, either of the two top guys go down, it's Palmer, 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 but he's always, 
pretty much underachieved when that's been the case. I, I've never thought that he's really lived up to what we're going. Obviously, I'm a big, big Mike Williams guy from Clemson. He, I've, you know, I've been behind him for a long time. It's very unfortunate, but not unexpected. Now, uh, I like Quentin Johnson. I, we talked about it a little bit on the pod last night. I think there's this very specific niche that uh, BMW is is known for that Johnson can fill in really well in, and that's the the jump balls, the big plays, fly patterns, and nine routes. You know what I'm saying? So I think goal line fade fades, things like that. You can see Johnson get five or six touchdowns this year. Some situations like that. So I like the Johnson pick. I don't know what you paid or what you're dealing with money wise or any of that. But you got to pay to get what you got to pay to get what you want to get. So yeah. um, I think I have hope for Johnson. I don't know that. It, obviously, I don't think you can put him in a lineup right away. But I think before the end of the year, he'll he'll produce dividends. Yeah, I mean, here in the Funk House, we have one main fantasy rule here. Well, we have a couple, but uh, one of the main ones is if he's your guy, he's your guy, and you go get your guy. Mm-hmm. And especially with Fab, That's right? Um, I love playing in leagues with Fab where the other people in the league don't really understand how to bid because um, they think that, oh, i got to save this money for the end of the year when you need it. It is so much more impactful in the first half of the year than the second half of the year. So um, just goes to show, you know, a little bit of experience on that end. So I like Palmer. Um, again, like you said, Len, he just underachieves. I, I drafted him a lot last year, and uh, I have him in uh, Dynasty League. I'm probably going to start him this week. If I needed a guy, like, right now immediately, it would have been Palmer. But um, I'm hoping that Johnson Johnston can develop into something, you know, quite a bit better than Palmer throughout the rest of the year. So um, we'll see how that goes. Jerry, did you get either one of these guys in any leagues? Um, I did not. Um, I put bids on both Palmer and Johnson. Johnston. Um, it was a very small bid on Johnson just because of how my other bids were playing out. Yeah. I was just like, I'll just throw some to him and hope someone forgets. But uh, you're in that leak, so I knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, but overall, I'm fine. I would have liked to get uh, Johnson for the long haul, for sure. Nice. Um, another, I got a couple AFC East running backs here I wanted to talk about that are struggling mightily. And uh, we talked about one last night. And we're talking about Ramondre Stevenson. I said, if you squint, uh, it looks like it's Najee Harris in a Pats jersey because he's got a set of maybe zones, maybe Pacos on. Definitely a lot of denim involved. Does not seem to be running uh, in, in football pants or even gym shorts for that matter. Um, and then, and then uh, Brees Hall as well. And I think that's a systematic thing and not one to turn him loose. And, you know, I understand the guy got hurt, but you got to start giving him 20 touches a game. Um, Dalvin looks like he's maybe wearing, a, a, you know, a pair of corduroys or at least like khakis out there or something. Uh, but I wanted to get your guys' take on, on these two AFC East young bucks and uh, what we can, I guess, expect for the uh, uh, next few weeks out of them. I think I, I actually seen Ramondre Stevenson leaving the stadium with a pair of Lee Pipes jean shorts on. <laughs> So I'm very concerned from that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree, though. He has not looked good, man. He has looked so – he looks just like Najee out there in his pair of jeans. Oh, man. They're keeping it's, the Lee – the Lee, Yeah, they're keeping the Lee vibe alive because um, he's wearing the Lee pipes. 
Najee is a, a strict wear of Lee Dungarees because you can't bust them. And, uh, you know, at least they're consistent there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Brees Hall, he, you know, other he, he had those first two, like, explosive runs early in the season. Other than that, he hasn't looked great, but he hasn't got the work that he needs either to get going. I agree. You got to give him the ball a lot. You almost need to start basing your team around him. Now that Rogers is gone, you got to change it up. If you get that run game going, then maybe Zach Wilson or whoever is going to take his spot can do some play action, get Wilson involved more, but they're just going to be a mess. I think on offense, unless they get some type of veteran, they did sign uh, Trevor Simeon. I seen. Yeah. So yeah, Wiley vet. Very exciting. The running back situation there. I mean, Stevenson, uh, yeah, like, yeah, he just isn't getting going. Zeke looked better this week. Um, you know, both these offenses just leave a lot to be desired, let's be frank. And the Jets are playing behind the chains at all times. So it's really hard to establish that running game. I agree. I've said this a couple weeks ago on the pick show. Um, if you have a quarterback that you're not sure can carry this team, then I don't know. Maybe I'm old school. I've, I mean, I've been watching football for a million years. The formula has always been let's run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and let him manage the game. Now, between Cook, I know Cook hasn't looked like himself, but still, if you have Cook and you have uh, Hall, I mean, let's get these guys 30 carries between the two, something like that, and let's get uh, Wilson – you know, 22 throws or something like that with a lot of play action, deep shots. I think that's where he could shine. Maybe you, know, yeah. you get that running game going, you get a play action, get him over the top because he does have a big arm. He is a, it, the other option there is if you're not going to do that, then let's take the fucking reins off Wilson and just let him go bananas. Yeah. You know, because when he did any games, he's played good in the league. It's when he's just been throwing the ball around the stadium and running around, throwing around, that's kind of his style. So I'm not saying he, he, he can do that for sure uh, successfully, but you've got to try something here um, to, to get this offense jump-started in some way if you believe the defense can keep you in it for the long haul. I personally think when, when Rodgers went down, the season's over. So let's just fucking do whatever you want, but the season's over. When Rodgers went down, the Jets are done. I thought they weren't even yeah. – they weren't. They were the third-best team in that division with Rodgers, in my opinion. So I didn't think they were going to do anything anyway. So now they definitely aren't going to do anything. I don't, there's no sense of bringing in another veteran, no sense of bringing in Trevor Simeon. Kaepernick's writing letters. He wants on the practice squad. I mean, for God's sakes, what's going on here? You know, Matt Ryan makes calls. Wentz is calling in. I mean, what is this? Like, is this like a career link or is this the NFL <laughs> This is man manpower. <laughs> this is stupid. The oh, NFL should they should experiment with some, these uh NFL should experiment with some kind of like temp agency. You know, you like, you know what, yeah, we right? need a guy for a week, let's get him in here. They should get a copy of, you know, basic versions of each playbook. Though you can bring certain guys in on a whim and just be like, let's see what this kid's got. I think that's a great idea. I'll tell you what, I haven't played Madden in a lot of years. I haven't played Madden in a lot of years. But back in the day, when me and my buddy Ricky the Fink used to have our little franchises, he would always make fun of me because I always had a revolving door of quarterback. And I had certain quarterbacks that I'd have on that roster no matter what. And they stunk. They were all like in the 70s. 
but I, I'd switch them in and out. I'd have Seneca Wallace in there. I'd have Dave Ragone. <laughs> I'd have, you know, some just people in there. And that's what I would do if I was a real general manager. I would, as soon as Kaepernick wrote that letter, I'd be like, let's do it. Get yeah. in here. Let's see what can happen. Who right. gives a shit? I mean, I don't want Trevor Simeon. I want uh, Kaepernick's the one ex- exception. But other than him, I would just sign a bunch of young dudes and let's just throw some stuff at the wall and see what happens that are on practice squads or whatever. You know what I mean? Let's see if one of these young kids that nobody else is right. given a chance could do something. What's the harm? Yeah. Yeah. Go find your Brock Purdy somewhere, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. There's like the Seahawks had a guy in the, in the preseason. I think he's on the practice squad. They may have released him again. Holton Ehlers that played Eastern East Carolina. And he's a lefty and a, and a real like lefty, like ran a lot and he threw some real stocks, but like touchdowns, real, real uh, spark plug there in those preseason games. I, I'd like to see Holton Ehlers get a shot somewhere. Rob should give uh, Pete a call and see what Drew Locke's going to cost him. That would be interesting. Hey, honestly, Drew Locke. I mean, I don't think Pete would give him up. Pete talks like Drew talks about Drew Locke like he's, uh, you know, the uh, Hall of Famer. So yeah. I'm not sure he'd give him up. Jerry, who pisses you off more, Drew Locke or Zach Wilson? <laughs> man, that's a tough one, man. <laughs> Should have saved that. Should have saved that for the last segment of this pod. <laughs> I mean, Jerry, Jerry, has, Jerry has a lot of lot of experience with Simeon too. I oh mean, yeah, that guy. He started some games for those coasts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've seen lots of Simeon out there. Not a fan <laughs> of any of them. All right, let's get back onto the road into the stock exchange, Jerry. Uh, what do you got for us? Um. So I mentioned this guy earlier, Zach Moss. What uh? What do we do with him? Uh, Taylor's going to be coming back soon. Moss has been putting some nice performances together. Does that all stop when Taylor returns? Are we going to start to see a split backfield? What do you expect from him moving forward? Are you buying in? Are you uh, selling him now? Len, won't you jump in here? Yeah, I mean, to me, Moss has never been. He's he's had plenty of chances himself and other certain roles, second guy, first guy backing up, gets in there. You know, I I don't believe in Moss as a long-term fixture at all. Um, I will say, you know, Taylor still doesn't want to play for Indy uh, by all accounts. So at this point, if I'm Indy, I'm trading Taylor. I I just don't understand the point of bringing him back if he doesn't want to be there. Um, They're obviously in a rebuilding mode still with Richardson. Let's just, and in that case, if they're able to move Taylor, if decide to move Taylor, then for fantasy purposes, I think Moss is a play because he's a good pass receiver. Um, he, you know, he he will be the number one back. He doesn't have a whole lot of competition behind him, and he, he you know, he produces enough. I'm, I'm not going to say you want him as your, you know, bell cow or anything, but if he, you know, he he can play. You can play him in a flex. You can play him at a running back two or whatever. In, in a pinch for sure. So I don't know. I, I, it depends on what they do with Taylor. If Taylor comes back and is on board, obviously he's going to be the one getting the carries, I think. So then Moss becomes irrelevant. But I don't think he's going to come back. I think Taylor's going to get moved. Any idea where you th- Any idea where you think he might go? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have any teams in mind. Let me think real quick. Well, you know, a team like New Orleans, I think, could use them now with, with Williams banged up a little bit, depending on what Kamara looks like in his return. 
Um, I think a team like New Orleans could use him. I think a, a team like uh, uh, Houston maybe could use him, but I don't know that they're like in the buy mode. I don't like Taylor seems like also the Ravens, I guess. Now the Ravens have lost uh, Dobbins. Now they lost Ed- Edwards is banged up already. They were running out there, Kenyon Drake and Melvin Gordon, for God's sakes. So they obviously yeah. could use Jonathan Taylor. That seems like a fit. Um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the mix. So there's some teams out there that could use them. Yeah, I mean that brings me to well, I guess I'll answer the Moss question, but I'm gonna I wanna segue off of that. Um, Zach Moss is somebody that I've never thought was any you know, anything special, and I still don't think he is, but he's getting a ton of opportunities here and the line is not good, but they're playing, you know, they're run blocking fairly well. Pass blocking, they need quite a bit of work. But you can't deny the production here. And when he broke his arm, I was like, oh, this guy's like, third, he's going to be third string. He's going to re- be relegated to bench duty, and he's not that good. And I had high hopes for Evan Hall, the rookie. And I honestly thought Deion Jackson sucks regardless. So I thought he had a leg up on him, which I was right about. But. Um, yeah, I, I can't believe, I, I can't believe Moss came back from that broken arm so quickly. That was like a month. Um, th- that was very surprising to me. If you got him, you got to keep riding him. Um, especially when Richardson's there, can you get a lot of option stuff, uh, a lot of RPOs, but I don't know. It, it, it's not a guy that I think outside of this certain situation could really do a ton. So it's nice if you have him. It's not like I'd be willing to trade anything for him. Uh, I think that regardless of if Taylor's gone, I don't think this like continues for Moss, um, you know, throughout the season. So um, kind of segueing off of Jonathan Taylor here, do you think that he was kind of, uh, you know, maybe he threw his bowl of Doritos up in the air and was pissed off when he saw the performance um, from this bunk, young buck, uh, Devon Achan, because Miami was really in the market for a guy like Taylor. And want to hear what you guys have to say about A-Chan in this backfield. Obviously, Mostert's the one. The guy's 31. We know his injury history. But you got to remember, A-Chan's like 180 pounds. He's a small guy. He doesn't look that small. He's very compact. But quick as I, I couldn't even give you a good analogy right now. He is so quick and so fast. Um, and then you got Jeff Wilson kind of waiting in the wings, maybe week five coming back. So we'll see about that. Obviously, I would, I would say Wilson's the, the distant three um, when he does become active. But what are your thoughts on A-Chan moving forward? And do you think Taylor gets pissed off seeing these teams with, um, you know, that are kind of rumored to have some interest, have a guy blow up like that? It's funny. I have. In my notes here, I have some of the, uh, you know, we talked about Palmer already. Uh, A-Chan, I have some of the same exact notes on him I want to talk about, you know, after his performance. I'm sure Taylor is sitting at home punching the air right now, <laughs> seeing guys like that bust out while he's sitting at home crying. But um, Devin, man, Devon? I think, it it's, Devon? I think it's Devon. Devon. I mean, obviously, one of the probably the biggest ad this week in fantasy after that performance. Um, it's the the same thing with him as uh, you know. I don't think he's like a guy that you. I don't know if he's an immediate start in your 
roster right away or if he's more of a stash. Um, obviously, we all want to chase those points from last week. Oh, that's not going to happen again. This, this was a once-in-a-lifetime thing we yeah. witnessed last week. Yeah. But with with that offense, I think he's definitely, with that game, he earned the right for more uh, more chances in the game, and McDaniel's definitely going to take him up on that. So I think he's going to start to get used a lot more. I still think Mostert is the guy. It's and then you got Jeff Wilson looming in the IR, which will probably affect things too. But I still think you know he would probably be third fiddle there to the, these other two guys. But overall, yeah, I, mean, I love HN the rest of the season. HN looked incredible. Obviously, there's not much else to say about it. He looked as fast as any running back you'll ever see pretty much. He looked unbelievable. There's really, I mean, there's not enough to say how good he looked, but you know, those, those numbers of 200 yards and four touchdowns was wasted fantasy wise on a week where pretty much 0% of people were starting him. So you're not going to get those points back, you know, but he's a player for sure. And as you said, Matt, with uh, most of injury history, I mean, he's a, he's a, very valuable at this point. Me, myself, a big Jeff Wilson guy. Always been a big Jeff Wilson guy when he gets his chance. But again, he gets hurt. He doesn't. And when he's had his chance to be the number one, he always he always let me down. You know what I mean? So to me, it's Mostert, it's A-Chan, it's Wilson in that order. But there's a lot of injury there. So you could one week end up easily A-Chan being the, the back there. And then uh, yes. Ahmed being his backup you know what i mean and those other guys are just irrelevant who knows you know what i mean with injuries yeah yeah and oxman i like as a as a runner too he he isn't a bad running back either right yeah and i I like i like jeff wilson as well um i like all these guys you know um i you got to temper your expectations on hn moving forward like you said jerry it's a once in a lifetime thing it's our you know his second game and it's the game of his career. The, the, he'll never even come close yeah. to production like that again. Because nobody could. There's no way. Yeah, nobody um, does. So, no. But, I, I mean, I did drop the bag on him. Like I said, I spent, I think, $147 of 200 <laughs> on him. Uh, and it's in my keeper league that I really don't have a chance in. And I'm thinking maybe he could develop into a keeper or something. But ultimately, I'm a Dolphins fan. And I just didn't want anybody else to have him. Especially a contender. And that was every dime I had left. I'm out of money. Um, Buzz spent $200 on Jerome Ford the week before, or else he would have been right up there <laughs> bidding with me. Um, a, a great guru move on his part. That's exactly what you do in that situation. If I had 200 I would have put all 200 on HN. And again, example of a league where people just don't really understand how to bid. And um, it's nice getting them. I'm going to start them because my running backs are fucking booty cheeks. So... Uh, yeah, I, I got I got high hopes moving forward, but it is going to be a hot hand situation. What else you got, Jerry? Um, a guy I talked about earlier, he's probably always at the he's at the forefront for me because I have him in half my leagues. Joe Burrow, in, in a one QB league, are we fading him until he's healthy? Um, in a two QB league, you might not have the choice. You might have to start him every week. Um, but what are you doing here in a one QB league with Burrow? Are you, you know, spot starting guys each week until we see uh, the blow up game, until we see him look more like himself? 
What, what do you do with Burrow? Yeah, I'm probably spot starting guys depending on who you have. Uh, and you never know, you know, whatever league you're in, maybe it's a league where people draft a second quarterback. Maybe it's not. Maybe there's some guys on the wire. Uh, I would say if you if it's between him and another guy you have on your bench, you got to go off matchups there. You know, like this week, it, it depends. You know, you got like Jordan Love against the Lions tomorrow. I, I'd probably make a, you know, take a swing on Jordan Love. I, I believe Christian Watson's back supposedly. Um, but I think you, you just got to kind of ride out the storm with Burrow. He looked a little bit better uh, than in a, allegedly he was a full participant in practice today. Now it, it Wednesday is a walkthrough. So kind of take that with a grain of salt, but I thought he looked better. Chase had his blow up game. And when you get guys going like that, it kind of, you know, throws Cole on the fire and gets the whole team's engine running. And I think the turnaround for Burrow is very close and maybe the entire Bengals team. Uh, I do think Joe Mixon looks, you know, like he's wearing, I don't know, some sort of long pants out there. I haven't decided on the material yet, but, you know, he's running in a thick fabric. And it's it's all it's all going to be about these pass catchers right now. So uh, I guess it depends on who you have. Two quarterback, yeah, you, you got to start them. Unless you really went out of your way to get some guys. Um, one guy that I'm going to bring up next, and I'll kind of leave that as a question mark. I would probably start this guy, um, especially this week, um, over Burrow. But I'm going to throw it to Len to finish up um, on uh, Burrow here. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, I agree with you. I don't have a lot to say. Burrow's a, a guy that's he's going to snap out of it as long as that injury doesn't get worse. He's going to be good. You just have to you have to weather these weeks, be able to win some weeks without him or without peak. Burrow anyway to get to a point where you get peak Burrow later in the year would be my guess um you know most weeks I think I'd play him like this week against the Titans Titans pass defense Matt as you you said stinks um I just think it's he's he's close to just breaking out um uh, Mixon looks like he's running in Timberlands though I mean I agree with that so <laughs> untied untied one. Uh, that's good exposed uh, exposed yeah. tongue yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, yeah, this young kid that I would start over Burrow this week, and it's going to be C.J. Stroud against the Steelers. So I think we're all big Stroud guys here. Um, I know, big Len, Stroud boys. I know, Len, you are, Jerry. I know we, you know, us in the funk house here, we've been pumping him for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Panthers are probably thinking, like, man, did we fuck up here? But – Bryce Young could still come around. I, I don't have, you know, terrible things to say. I think the Texans just did a better job of putting, um, you know, a good amount of young talent around Stroud that can play, like, right now. Um, but I do like him against the Steelers. Uh, I Len, you brought it up last night. TJ and Alex on the uh, D-line for Pittsburgh could really wreak some havoc against him, but... He gets the ball the ball out pretty quick. He's got a nice array of pass catchers, and I think he could get, he could have a solid day against the Steelers here. I'm not in love with their secondary. Um, you know, Mink is a playmaker, obviously, but there, there's some other guys that you could really expose there. So <clears throat> I'm pretty uh, bullish on on Stroud going forward. And I guess what are your what are you guys' thoughts on him? I think. He looked fantastic last week. 
and he has better weapons around him than we realized he did. Um, yeah, I, I think um, we're going to see some ups and downs with him, like we will with any rookie, but he uh, had over 300 yards this week, I believe. Multiple yep. touchdowns. He looks yep. good. Uh, I'm all in on him until yeah, we love, see uh, uh, until he proves that. me wrong. I, I, I don't love him this week. I have a bad feeling just in my gut this week uh, about him. But overall, I love him. And the team that's kicking themselves even more than Carolina right now is the Bears, in my opinion. Oh, the yeah. Bears have that pick. And, I mean, they could have Stroud right now. And they probably could have got a lot for Fields at the draft this year if they would have if they were confident enough to pull that trigger. Obviously, they weren't going to coming off the end of the year that Fields had and their confidence in them. But to me – that was, that's the team that, man, they're going to regret that move at some point, it feels like, because Stroud looks and feels like the real deal. But I just don't love him this week. I'm a little worried about him this week. That's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, I got one more here, and then I'll turn it over to you, uh, Jerry, if you have anything else. I got two young pass catchers here. I got a rookie and a sophomore. And the sophomore, I know we love, especially long term, but – Man, we haven't seen a goddamn thing yet, and I'm getting super worried. Uh, a lot of fantasy analysts saying he's getting to the droppable point, uh, and that's Jahan Dotson. And then I also have a really up-and-comer rising in the ranks, and, you know, Sparty on is Michigan State boy coming in for the Packers. Jaden Reed, he, I think he looks awesome. He's done, you know, quite a bit in his first few games with the absence of Christian Watson, so... Anxious to see what you guys think about these two guys. Do you think Reed can keep it going once Watson comes back? And how worried are you about Dotson? Are you thinking about dropping him? Um, it, it, can you even come close to consider starting him right now? For Dotson, I'm uh, extremely concerned. I had him as a you know a very high-end wide receiver three, back-end wide receiver two. Yep. And he's like a wide receiver six right now. I'm not starting him until I see something. Luckily, the team that I do have him on, I have a ton of wide receivers, so uh, I got the room to work with. Um, so I really like him going forward. Um, who was the other one? Reed, Jalen Reed. Yeah. Jaden Reed. Yeah. Jaden Reed. Yeah. He's, he looks, he looks great too. So far. Um, I think he surprised me along with Jordan love Jordan loves look better than I expected, but, uh, with, so Christian Watson's supposed to come back this week, right? Possibly. Supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to see how that pans out when he's back in the lineup out there full for most of the plays. So, um, but I think his production will continue. He's looked pretty solid so far. He's getting a decent amount of targets per game. Uh, that might drop a little bit with Watson back, but I still like him moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I'm a, I'm big, I was big on love coming into this year, big on Watson, real, really, really big on Watson. Obviously I'm not playing as, been a disappointment to me because i thought i had him very highly ranked in uh this year yeah. so i think reed actually though fits perfectly in with him and Dobbs as the slot guy yeah. uh, going forward so i think those three as a young weapon trio with jordan love the young cube 
be could be really exciting going forward. I picked the Packers to win that division. I think this, this is why I like what they have. Um, but as far as fantasy-wise go, uh, I don't know how much you're going to be able to play Reed right now if Watson's back and healthy because you're going to play Watson. Dobbs is probably going to be borderline at best, and then Reed's going to be the third guy, I would think. As far as Dodson goes, you got. I wouldn't want to drop him, but I wouldn't want to play him. Yeah. So hopefully you have room to stash him uh, a few weeks and see if he, if him and Hal get a little bit more, Hal gets a little more comfortable and gets him more involved because I'm extremely high on Dodson, but their offense is, you know, hit or miss with the young quarterback right now. Yeah, yeah, I hear everything you're saying there. So, uh, Jerry, you got uh, one or two more you want to throw out here and then we can move on to the uh, smashes. Yeah, I can pull another one out here. I'll throw one out there if you don't got one, Jerry. I'll throw one out there. Yeah, go for it. What do you guys think about coming off his first uh, first real action, first real uh, impactful week anyway, a guy that maybe one of the big reasons K-9 did drop down the draft board, obviously, Charbonnet in Seattle had a nice game here this week, his best game as a pro. Um, You know, K-9's had some injuries of his own, looked outstanding here so far in this season. What do you guys think about Charbonnet uh, so far, and what do you think about him going forward? It's a good question, Len. I think that, first off, I think that I've decided I'm going to refer to him as Charbo. I really like that. So that's going to be my little, okay. my little nickname for him going forward. Uh, I like him quite a bit. I liked him a lot coming out of the draft. I did not love his landing spot uh, at all. And I was very worried because you know I'm such a big K-9 guy. But he's looked great, and I think they can coexist. I think we all know that K-9's the guy there. But Charbonnet's looked good. And I think that, I mean, God forbid anything happens to K-9, he could be a monster. Uh, legit league winner. And... I don't know. I, it'd be hard for to start. Maybe in a flex. I mean, we'll see if they can keep giving him more and more work because they've been kind of. I don't know. They got to take the training wheels off a little bit. He did. He did look really good in his touches this past week, though. So I think better things are to come. And maybe when they get in a more friendly game script, because they just haven't been, they get like Reek Woolen back and some of those defenders. They can. They can do a little bit better in uh, you know just the flow of the game, and they can get them some more touches so they're not throwing the ball so much. Yeah, I mean, Pete obviously likes to run the ball a lot, so there's there's plenty of touches to be had there. But like you said, they've been playing in these kind of – their defense has not been good. Right. So they've been playing in a lot more shooting shootout situations where Geno's had to kind of carry the load. But this week they even – you know, this is kind of a shootout itself because Dalton, like you said, played so well this week. But um, they were able to get uh, – Walker going, he really really looked dynamic this week, like he did last year when he bust on the scene. And then, um, then I like the balance because then you got Charbonnet. I don't know, I think he had probably eight or ten touches, and then K9 had around 15 to 20 touches. That's probably what they want to do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see him. The guy on Seattle that I'm not that's not done anything is JSN, obviously. Yeah, Smith and Jigba, yeah, it's not been involved at all. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they're him involved more. Yeah, I think, I think their line play, their line injuries have had them having two and three tight ends on the field almost every play. So it cuts down on their three wide receiver sets. Yeah, and, and I mean we've had an eye on Parkinson and Disley, so uh, we we, yeah. we know all about the tight end room there. And 
you know, we'll see if they bring maybe Luke Wilson back and, and maybe what Noah Fan does. <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe I'm Jim deep in that tight end room. Fans, fans actually played pretty well. Uh, Parkinson has made some plays this year. Disley's been out the last couple weeks. Um, I just watched the season of boom documentary on, uh, Seahawks.com. Oh, yeah, and yeah. A lot of Luke Wilson on a lot, lot of Luke Wilson on there. Oh yeah. He was on there heavily. Again, we got interviewed. He had a lot of nice things to say about beast mode and whatnot. So, you know, I'm big, big Luke Wilson guy. Oh, yeah. I love that Seahawks tight end room. Love yeah. It. I, I like Luke Wilson a lot. Two L's in Wilson. I always thought that was interesting. Yeah, um, very interesting. Right. Yeah, so so we're going to move on to the smashes here. And usually we bring them to you, uh, you know, as an advertisement through Burger Daddy. But this week we're going to change it up. And we're going to go through uh, Drip. And, and Len, I know you took a stop at Drip, the new coffee house in Brookville, PA, um, as the owners, Brandon and Janae, owners of the Burger Daddy food truck as well. Uh, it's their new establishment. So uh, let us know how that was. Uh, downtown Brookville, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right downtown Brookville, across from the courthouse there, the county courthouse. Uh, I mean, I couldn't say enough of the nice things about it, to be honest, whether I knew them or not. I, obviously, I love Janae and Brandon, very nice people. But even if I didn't know them, I'd have nothing but good things to say. The place is immaculate. Just a, a really, really cute gorgeous setting like for a coffee shop i mean the women are going to eat this place up this oh i like, bet well the woman central for sure uh so i had a ham egg and cheese sandwich they had like all these butter buns really really good i had the the signature cold brew um out of their drip system there which was one of the best cold brew coffees i've had honestly ever it was delicious so good and um, I had a couple baked goods, and they were great. Um, it's just a beautiful place, honestly. And I think it's going to do wonderful there in Brooksville. Very nice place. I love cold brew. Highly recommend. I love cold brew. It's my favorite way to drink coffee, but I just like it black. I know you're a, you're probably a cream and sugar guy. I know you're at least a sugar guy, Len. Um, yeah, I'm a big candy candy coffee guy yeah. is what I like to call it. But I actually just did a little vanilla flavoring, nothing else in there. Just okay. a little vanilla syrup. And uh, – it was, but it was, it was delicious. I could have drank it black for sure. It was, it was really good tasting, really smooth. Yeah. I call that pop tart coffee. Um, same concept yeah. though. I went to Duncan. I had to take, uh, Ferguson to the groomer and there's a Duncan right beside the groomer, a huge Duncan guy. Love Duncan's coffee. The food has, uh, not nearly as good as it used to be, but I had a gift really card. went downhill. Yeah. Big time downhill. Well, it's cause they got rid of the big and toasted. That was one of the best breakfast sandwiches ever. It was so good. But Absolutely, I, yeah. I had a gift card to use, and I saw they had this new like pumpkin nutter cold brew. I'm like, you know what? I never get a pop tart coffee. I'm gonna get a pop tart coffee. I got just a small guy, and then a large black cold brew on the side, and it was too sweet. I ended up actually mixing them together, and that was really nice, just a subtle <laughs> sweetness. But uh, nice pumpkin, nice little hazelnut in there. So um, I got my kind of basic bitch um, pop tart coffee for the year. That'll probably do me for the year, but it was delicious. So looking forward to going to Drip and um, have no doubt that it is a, a very fine establishment, um, especially with the food, the coffee. Very excited to go. So Smash Picks brought to you by Drip and obviously Burger Daddy as well, because they will be at the winery at Wilcox on the 30th, probably around 11 to 5 p.m. So uh, stop in, let them know the Funk House sent you, let them know the Champ sent you. 
and oh, that's this Saturday, buddy. I'm gonna demolish yeah. a couple burger daddies this Saturday. This Saturday, maybe they got a little coffee system too. You never know, a little uh, collaboration. So we're gonna get into the smashes, and uh, let's hang Mike out to dry right off the bat here. So Mike came in with his you know barrel chest like. Uh, What's his name? Scott Norton and thought he was really going to run through <laughs> us here in the funk house. And he went with, he had a nice start. Kirk cousins went for three sixty-seven, three and one pick uh, total of like 30 ish points. So hell of a smash there. Kirk has been lighting it up and it, you know, it really went downhill from there. So Jalen Warren, we talked about him really not looking that much better than Nodge here. He did a little bit more receiving. He had, uh, right around 50 total yards on 11 touches. Could have been worse. You know, three of those are um, reception. So PPR day, not, you know, ideal, but, you know, it, it could have been worse. And then he went to Rashid Jaheed. I know he had a big punt return touchdown. Didn't really do a ton outside of that. Um, but, you know, if you get in return points, that's a nice little selection there. And the big tight end, yeah. you know. I thought this, you know, he might have just pulled one over on us with Kate Otten here, but Otten had a couple blunders. I know he had some dropsies. He had one big catch, and uh, I think one of you said that, uh, who was it on Monday? The the color guy was making fun of him. Yeah, Buck and Aikman. Yeah, yeah. they were all over him. Yeah, so one out of three for Mikey. Uh, you You could do better, Mike, and I know you have done better. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, I kind of went nuts here. So this is one of my best smashes, uh, my best smash weeks ever. Started off with Deshaun Watson. I said if he can't do it against the Titans, he can't do it against anybody. We know how I feel about that um, secondary there. Well, Watson got it done. 289 and two, a little bit of rushing, uh, well over 20 points there for a smash. And uh, my running back, we already talked about him, K9, 160 plus total yards. Two tutties looked incredible. Didn't get a hundred on the ground. Only got you ninety-seven, but then about you know sixty um, through the air on a few catches there. So an enormous day for K nine and uh, huge on K nine in the funk house for us the season. My wide receiver, old faithful, baggy sleeves. What is there to say about bag? Wow. Uh, passing touchdown, big boy to BMW before he went down, and also had I don't know. Just a, a measly little 18 catches for 215 yards. How the fuck does this happen? And how have you not been using Keenan Allen like this for the past, you know, three, four years when you've had Herbert? Um, I, I don't quite understand it. It's a million points is what he got you. If you had Keenan Allen or any of the Dolphins, uh, you know, running backs in your lineup and you lost, take a strong look in the mirror and, you know, really reevaluate some stuff. Uh, but then I did come back down to earth with Hunter Henry. He only had two catches for 17 yards. So I'll take a hard three out of four. Very proud of my smash week. Wow, nice work. Thank you. Uh, I didn't have quite as well. Um, I started off with a bang here at QB, Tua. Um, I just want to quote a few things I said last week Den when I picked Tua at the smash. Denver's defense has looked bad for the first time in recent memory. Um and I said uh, their offense was the only thing keeping them in. And I said, well, now they play the best offense in the league, and I think Tua's going to have a day because they will not be able to stop Miami's speed. And I did not know it would be to that extent 
but huge smash there. He was QB2 on the week. Uh, running back, I had Gibbs with Montgomery out. Uh, he was running back 25 on the week, so outside of a smash by quite a bit. He had 17 carries for 80 yards and just one catch for two yards. I was hoping to see some more uh, PPR there out of him. Uh, wide receiver, I had CD. He also had an off week. They, the Cowboys played horrible, um, and CD really paid for it. Uh, somehow losing to the Cardinals, and he ended up with four for 53 on the day. And tight end, I had Goddard, another miss. Uh, he went five for 41. It wasn't a terrible day for a tight end, but he didn't crack the top 10, so no smash there. So one for four for me. Yeah, I hope Goddard I'm going to turn it around, though. Yeah, I hope Goddard gets it figured out. I love Goddard, and uh, I don't know. There might just be too many weapons on the team. Uh, the Eagles, I think, just kind of took a little bit of a step back. Um, even Hurts as a thrower. I, you know, I know we, we love Hurts, Jerry, but he just doesn't look like the same passer uh, this year to me. But I think he'll get it figured out. Um, let's move on to this week. And, and Len, I'm going to let you lead off here with quarterback. And who are you smashing? Uh, let us know why. All right, yeah, I'm going to smash. Uh, the veteran, Matt Stafford, this week. I like yeah. Matt Stafford against the Colts. Uh, the Colts defense gave up you know, 300-ish to Lamar last week. Um, I, don't, I just don't like the Colts much. The Rams have played tough in these games, despite being one and two. Obviously, they beat my Seahawks week one. Lost to the Niners, lost to the Bengals this week. But uh, Stafford just looked pretty surgical, even in those losses. He's been moving the ball well. Uh, you know, obviously, Puka Nakua. And the and Tutu Atwell and the likes have been good. Uh, I like Stafford this week as my smash. Interesting, love it. Uh, and you're right. I thought he has looked good, and he's looked quick. You know, in in the pocket, kind of evading stuff. So, um, me and Jerry are big Stafford guys. We love hearing that. And uh, I tell you, this team could get a, a pretty serious turnaround with if Cup can come back healthy. Um, that'll be interesting. They got rid of that dead weight and uh, Cam Akers, so nothing but. You know, blue skies from here. Jerry, uh, who are you following up to that with quarterback? Uh, quarterback, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. Been a very slow start for him so far. Uh, but the second half of their last game, I thought they kind of came out looking like a different team. They scored on three of their first four possessions there. They play Atlanta in London this week, which I normally kind of hate those London games. I just kind of have a feeling they're going to figure it out, and he's going to get uh, a couple touchdowns this week. Well, it's a home game for him. Of course he's going to figure it out. The London Jaguars. Um, I am going to go with a Thursday night special, Jared Goff. And Jair Alexander already ruled out. Uh, he's got a back injury, and I believe Devondre Campbell, linebacker, will be out as well. And I think Goff will have a nice day. I'm hoping maybe he'll find Gibbs for a few more you know, catches. And I just like their pass catchers, obviously. The sun god is the man. Yeah, we'll see about our boy Laporta Potty. I did pick the Packers to win because I do think that they probably will. But I think Goff has a nice little day and uh, smashes it for us. Bring it over to running back. This guy has an excellent matchup this week. Uh, and Jerry, I believe you have him on at least um, one of your teams. So you're going to like hearing this, but... Against a terrible Vikings defense, Miles Sanders. He's had a, a pretty decent, you know, start of the year. Nothing crazy. Um, I like Miles. I'm not sure he's like 
elite by any means. Uh, you know, he's probably middle of the road as far as starters go, but I do really like him. And I think that uh, I picked the, the uh, Panthers in this game, actually. So I think Miles could go over 100 uh, yards here on the ground. I do love hearing that. And uh, he hasn't looked bad there. Uh, at least we got some touch. We got a touchdown out of him already, so that's a good sign. Yeah. Uh, running back for me, I'm going to get a little weird here. I'm going to go Kamara, uh, returning from his three-game oh. suspension. And now we've got uh, uh, Jamal Williams being placed on IR. So I think he could walk right back into a heavy workload. And also there's the car injury. We're not sure uh, how that's going to factor in if James is going to start. Uh, so that could factor in more touches. Uh, but I, so I think off a of volume alone, and uh, I think he finds the end zone in his first week back. So I think I'll have a nice little day. Nice. Yeah, my running back is I'm just going to pick on uh, defense that gave up like 800 yards rushing or whatever last week. So I'm going to go with Khalil Herbert here. I like Herbert coming into the season. Uh, they got the Broncos. I just like I said, I mean, we've talked about it. I have a feeling this is going to be a higher scoring game because uh, both these defenses aren't very good. So it's got to be someone I like Herbert. He reminds me, I mean, similar type of players, A-Chan maybe. So maybe you could get some big plays there as far as uh, his running technique and things like that. So I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Herbert there. Um, I almost went Roshan as my running back. And I almost went Kamara as my running back. <laughs> and I almost went Trevor Lawrence as my quarterback. Very, very close there. So we're all kind of all on the well, same page. about Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. I like Roshan a little bit better than Herbert, but I do like Herbert quite a bit, so I could easily see that happening. So, um, Len, why don't you kick it over to wide receiver and then uh, throw it back to Jerry and me? Yeah, wide receiver. I'm actually going to go ahead and stay in the same game. I got Jerry Judy uh, as my wide receiver for the Smash this week. I think uh, Russ gets some big numbers here in this game, and I think Jerry Judy is due for a breakout here. I, I, I like 150. And one touchdown here for Judy this week. All right. Love that. He is extremely due for a nice big day. Yeah. Uh, for me, wide receiver, I'm going to go Devonta Smith. He had an off week last week. A.J. Brown took all the targets. Uh, so I think it, he's going to get back on track this week against the, the uh, struggling Washington team. Uh, he only had five targets uh, the past couple weeks, where in week one he saw ten targets. Uh, so I think we'll see that target number climb, and that's going to pay dividends. Very nice. I'm going to dig a tad deeper here for my wide receiver, and I'm going to just back up everything I've been saying the last two nights. And it's one of our darlings here, and it's going to be Nathaniel Tank Dell for the Houston Texans. Really excited about this kid. Have him in one of my dynasty leagues. Um Gets open at every level of the field, and that's what I love about him. He runs nice routes. He's super shifty. He's a very slight guy. Um, so, you know, that Steelers, uh, you know, Minka could come up and pop him one. We know how he likes to hurt people. Um, I don't know. I, that does scare me a little bit, but I love Tank, and I think he's going to get it done here. Uh, I'm going to say at least six catches and a touchdown for, for Tank. Um, nice little day for him. And we're going to finish up with tight end and just matchup based alone. And Len, I'm not trying to pick on your Seahawks, but Darren Waller, I don't even know his health status right now because I feel like it's been a question mark ever since his breakout year. Is he in? Is he out? He's perennially on the injury report. But um, 
I think he's due for a game in about time that Daniel Jones doesn't have like the worst matchup in the history of fantasy football. So I think Waller can have a nice game against the Seahawks here in, in potentially a high scoring game. Yeah, I like that too. I could see that being a high scoring game as well. Uh, tight end, I'm going to uh, ride off of your guy last week. I'm going to take Hunter Henry this week. I think you just you were off just a little bit one week. It's the only shift you had wrong there. Um, his targets have been consistent. The, the Patriots played Dallas this week, so it is a tough defense, but uh, I can see a lot of checkdowns going to Henry. Um, he had touchdowns week one and two. Last week, it was that Pharaoh Brown. He had two touchdowns, so he kind of stole the show a little bit. But it's obvious the the Patriots like to use their tight end, so yep. especially in the red zone. So I think he uh, finds one this week. Yeah, I gave a lot, a lot of thought in. Obviously, this is a position that I'm you know real interested. In. I keep an eye on a lot of guys, so I've been thinking <laughs> a lot about tight end. I'm not going to take a layup because I I just got I just got a report. I got text uh, from my uh, TMZ slash Taylor Swift insider Shane Weber is his name. He sent me a message, uh, picture of her noodling with with, Tra- with Tra- Travis Kelsey at the bar, and also confirmation that she will be attending Jets Chiefs this weekend. So you can mark that down. You can guarantee that's big numbers, but I'm not going to take that layup. That's too easy. And originally I had Njoku here wrote down, but I just wasn't being true to myself. So, of course, I'm going to go with Colby Parkinson yes. as the Seahawks <laughs> tight end, Colby Parkinson will get his first touchdown of the season this Monday night. Mark my words. Uh, and I, I will be placing a bet as I do every week for first touchdown scorer of the game, Colby Parkinson. I missed one week last year because I was at lunch or something got sidetracked. It's the only week he scored the first touchdown. I won't miss it again this week. I'm going to get it. I'll be week. jumping on that this week as well. Yeah. Colby Parkinson, guys, smash central. Not only smash him, but keep an eye on him. That's very important. So. Yeah, keep a, I mean, you got to keep an eye on him. Now, I don't know Disley's injury. I haven't been keeping an eye on the injury report, unfortunately. But I, uh, I, I'm hoping Disley's out again just for that reason because Parkinson has been getting a lot of usage. He had a big drop in that game, too. He had 40-some yards. He probably would have had, I'd say, 65 yards if he makes that catch. He had a big 22- or 24-yard pass that he dropped, to be honest. But I'm, I'm in. I'm really in. All right. There you have it, the smashes. Four out of four all around the table here. We're going to jump into our final segment here, and it seems to be one of our listeners' you know, favorite segments coming up. A lot of comments on this one. And, you know, we're trying out a new name tonight, so let us know what you think. And uh, we're going to tentatively call this um, segment Soapbox Hero. So, was up on our soapbox last week. Yeah, our gears got ground, you know, paper thin. But as Mike alluded um, last week, you don't always have to get super pissed off. I do, because that's just who I am. But... We're going to call this Soapbox Hero until we can find a better name. So if you love it, let us know. If you hate it, you think it's stupid, please let us know as well. And um, I'm going to start us off here with, with a, a very easy, blatant one for me. And I just cannot stand Mac Jones. He's such a piece of shit. 
Uh, he thwacked Sauce Gardner in the nutsack during the game. I don't know if you guys saw that. There's a lot of video footage of it. And then it'll subsequently take you to compilations of Mac Jones tripping people, um, punching them at the end of a play, just doing all kind of dirty shit and can't stand the dude. Never liked him since I saw that stupid fucking walk at the draft when he got bypassed. Um, you know, over all those other guys, and he comes fucking strutting down because the Pats drafted him. Can't stand you. You're not even that good at football. Um, not sure you should be a starter. Bailey's happy is better than you, and go away. Nobody likes you. McCorkle Jones. And he, it, we talked about on the pick pod last night, he is definitely a guy where if you try to fuck with him and his frat brothers, it's a touch me and my dad will sue you situation. Touch me and I'll sue. He's yeah, he's definitely done, one of those guys. He's definitely done butt stuff to other uh, pledges. Oh, yeah. 100%. Hazing. He's done yep. butt stuff to pledges. I, I would bet anything on it for sure. Fuck Mac Jones. I'm with you on that. All right. Uh, so, Jerry. I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna step back up on my soapbox, and I'm going to stay with the same theme until they decide to show me any different. The fucking Denver Broncos. <laughs> Sean Payton talking shit all season, off season long to go 0 and 3 and have them put 70 fucking points put up on them. It was embarrassing to watch and it's an embarrassment to the organization. Figure it the fuck out. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't even know what to say about that last week. I mean, the, the Sean Payton press conference was. Hard to watch, though, when the guy's like, uh, yeah, it's historically embarrassing. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I know you guys are internet savvy, so I know you've seen the Kevin James memes. Oh, yeah. Obviously, with that. Yeah. So, the Kevin, I saw one today with him in a Broncos with yeah. Baker and a headset. So good. <laughs> oh, just perfect. I mean, fucking perfect. I love the King of Queens. Let's go. That's a great, great I, sitcom. I do want to give credit to my want to give credit to the uh, co-host here who's a Dolphins fan obviously and for not really rubbing it in my face of a 70 point beat down very honorable of you bad karma bad karma the the internet does way better of a job of that than I ever could so I I don't see the use Um, Len why don't you finish us off I just said I was happy that Taylor Swift showed up and took some of the heat off the Broncos because that helped a lot it's true he always always is there for you when you need her jerry just keep that in mind i've been trying to tell people for years she's always there when you need her old t swizzle she's the best but anyway oh, my soapbox this week is uh first of all yeah i think mine is the tush push whatever you want to call the oh, stupid yeah. qb by the eagles and primarily the eagles um and two things one I fucking hate the play, and they should have banned it. I don't like it. I've watched the NFL a long time. I remember back when you couldn't assist runners in. Now all of a sudden it's, it's you know, rewarded. I don't like it at all. The other end of that spectrum is why don't my teams do it? Why don't other fucking teams do it if it's yeah. legal? Like the Seahawks, I hate that they don't do it because it's fourth and one, and they're in a shotgun trying to run fucking, you know, a draw or something or trying to run a read option. Uh-huh. I just hate the that Texans, play. The Texans tried to do it, and I actually just seen a clip about it today, and the guy was talking about how he got behind Stroud, pushed him, 
And he's like, linebackers just come crushing you, diving. You know? And the, the first thing Stroud said when he got back out of it was like, that sucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I believe it. I don't – it's a weird play, but it works for the Eagles, obviously. And I yeah, just this, don't know. It just doesn't seem safe, one. Two, it's just – it's like uh, – It's rugby. It's play. I don't, I don't like it. So yeah. that's my soapbox. Also, I did uh, submit a different name for this. I tried to make the name for this segment Grinder, but apparently oh, yeah. taken by, by, by some some other app I'm not aware of. But I thought Grinder <laughs> would have been a good name after all the gears getting grinded last week. But um, yeah, we had to we we had to go away from that. Unfortunately, the search has led us to some bad dark places. <laughs> well, copyright infringements. I mean, Jerry and I actually met on Grinder. That's how we kind of started the show off. So we're very familiar with it, and uh, you know. <laughs> We'll see what the fans have to say uh, about the name. So it's it's on the table. We might have to play with the spelling I like a little bit. Football I thought it was though. a fantasy it's, football app. We didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Soapbox Hero is a good name. I think that's a keeper. Yeah, I kind of like it. I'll probably play around with some sound clips um, for the song, and um, you know, hopefully we don't get a cease and desist. So um, we haven't yet, I guess, for the Funkhouse theme song. So um, moral of the story Keep an eye on Taylor Swift and the Dolphins and Broncos don't matter. So that's right. Appreciate you coming on, Len. Amazing show as usual. Make sure you listen to the picks show. Um, I'm the guest star this week. Jerry will probably be next week. Maybe, maybe in the coming weeks. Uh, we got a new episode of the stairway with bad news. Brian, Mr. Just right coming on and you never know. Maybe John, John, the jobber will make his triumphant return and him and Len can uh, entertain us with something um talk yeah. about some shows and I gotta movies. get him back he's so locked into pickleball now i mean it's yeah. impossible to get the guy if he's not making yogurt he's playing pickleball it's yeah. it, it's hard to get your hands on him he's dialed in no doubt about it so for lenny cottontail and jared two chains i'm maddie funkhauser good luck this week and we will see you in about oh seven days all right have a good weekend Peace. Thanks, guys.